0: Lift his name higher. We give you all the glory. We we'll lift your name high. We we'll lift your name
1: higher.
0: Because we know that you are the one that sits on the throne. We don't have a choice but to keep lifting your name high. Higher than all our circumstances. Higher than all our troubles. Higher than all the mountains that stand before us. Lord, we lift your name high. Beyond the earth, beyond the universe. The scripture says that you are so mighty that the third heavens cannot even contain you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. Thank you for this evening. And Lord, as we come to feast at your table, cause that we might leave here satisfied. In Jesus' much less name we prayed, And amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to church. And I hope that we've had a wonderful, wonderful week so far. Today is Wednesday. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, in the past few weeks, we were looking at how that in the midst of all that we've been facing, the Lord has taught us that we must learn, be intentional about counting our blessings. Hallelujah. And then on Sunday, the senior pastor led us to understanding that no matter how dark our situations are, that we should just know that he is there with us. Amen. I remember the story of the Hebrew children, or the story of Daniel and the Hebrew children. When it came to a time where their faiths were to be tested, The Bible said that they knew that the Lord would deliver them. And then they had a clause. And the clause was, even if the Lord decides not to deliver us, we will not bow. Praise the Lord. And the Bible said that when they were in the midst of the fire, the king was peeping to check how they were faring. And if you remember that scripture, the fire was so hot that even the men that threw them into the fire got burned. Completely burned, consumed. And the man was checking. I was wondering what he was checking for. When the people that threw them into the fire were already <laughs> vanished. <laughs> You know, there are some kind of fire that will burn you. Some of you that have seen vampire movies, when the light touches them, they just turn to ashes. I'm sure that was the kind of fire. They heated it seven times. But the king was still checking. And he said, did we not throw three men into the fire, but I see four? There is always a fourth person in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. Did you think that the three Hebrew children saw the fourth man? No. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But, I mean, the Bible said that they knew that the Lord would deliver them. But somebody else saw the fourth man. You are walking around. You have no idea that there's a fourth person beside you. Praise the Lord. You are going through that circumstance that you are going through. You are going through that difficulty. And you know in your heart that the Lord will deliver you as difficult as it may be. And there's another man looking at you saying, "Ah, Who is this man helping this guy? You know, somebody, we went to see a friend of mine who bought a house in Leckie. And he told my wife, this is a friend of mine. He's miles, miles and miles richer than I am. (laughs) You know. So my wife and I went to pay him a visit. And he's telling my wife that I don't understand how this guy operates. I mean, he does things that even he will think twice before he can do financially. I don't know how this man. And I'm looking at him. You just bought a house. I don't even <laughs> own a house. But he looks at me and sees that the way I operate, it seems like I'm at a level that he cannot imagine how I achieve. That is the fourth man. Praise the Lord. You don't have 10,000 naira in your account, but you walk like a million dollars. Praise the Lord. You smell like a million dollars. And honestly, this is not a cliche. We must understand that even if the valley, first of all, we are supposed to even be on the mountain, but we ended up in the valley, and the valley was dark. Just have this assurance that he's there. Pastor Steve was teaching us something. He played a video about Jesus and his apostles. And there was one of them that was limping. Do you remember the video? Who was the person that was limping? James. And he was, he was enduring. Walking around with Jesus. Was Jesus with him? Was Jesus healing the sick around him? And he was asking... He had to summon courage and went to Jesus to ask him, oh God, please, there's a little confusion here. That you are Jesus now. I mean, somebody does not have to tell me if you are Jesus or not. You are the one healing the sick. But just in case you did not notice, see my leg back. Praise the Lord. I you know that's the situation with many of us." And that you are wondering, is it that he does not notice that I'm limping? He does not notice that every day I have to struggle to eat. He did not, is it that he did not notice that I don't have a job for four years? Is it that he, he didn't notice that Ren has been beating me, I have not been able to buy a car after working for ten years? Is it that he did not notice? That day, we discussed and we said that there are questions that we might not be able to find answers to. There are questions that we will keep asking and not find answers. But forget about the questions that you have. Forget about the fact that there are things that you've not been able to achieve. Just know for a certain that he's there. Hallelujah. This was what the senior pastor taught us on Sunday. That even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that he's there. And I'm wondering why he's there. Why don't he just take us out of it? But he's there. And he's going to walk us through it. And see us through all the way. But before we we got to verse 4. I believe that was in verse 4. Psalms chapter 23. I'd like us to read verse 1. Verse 1 to... Let's in fact read the entire chapter. I'd like us to read it from King James Version, yes. New King James Version. Can we read it together, the entire six verses... The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness, for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And if you believe that, say, amen. "Amen." And I have titled to this interaction, "The Lord is my shepherd." <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd." Good news translation says, "The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything." I need. The Lord is my shepherd, and I have everything I need. I'd like to ask a question. What exactly do we want out of life? I would like some people to share with me. I'm going to I asked a few people this same question. I'll tell you what they said. And I would like to hear what you have to say about what you want out of life. So the first first thing I... Some of us have not thought about what we want out of life. Then the first thing that comes to your mind, just say it, because that's probably what you want out of life. So I asked my wife... (laughs) Unfortunately, if you marry a preacher, you are the only example they can use. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I asked my wife, what do you want out of life? She said... I want to be able to have a lot of money and travel around the world and then help people. Praise the Lord. You see the first thing, have money. Travel around the world. and the third thing, help people. So I will say, oh, okay. At least I've tried. I've taken you to three countries. The rest, when you have money, you can go. Praise the Lord. And and the funny part is that each time I apply for a visa with her, they will deny us. But if I apply alone, they will give me. So, what is God saying? <laughs> Raise the <all>. Lord. <laughs> what do you think God is saying? When I apply with her, they will deny us. If I apply alone, He shows that she needs to have her own money and. <laughs> hey, I, I, no, she cannot jump at me. I, I will die here now. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, one day my son called me. For this just besides the point. My son called me one day. My second son, that one I want to sell. You remember that one? <laughs> so he called me one day and said, Daddy, please come. I want to tell you something. One day, mommy is going to call you and ask you to transfer all your money to her account. Please don't do it. <laughs> Why? He said, See, si, Mom will take all your money and run away.
1: <laughs> I was like, Wait, wait, wait. He said, No, 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 no. I'm warning you. <laughs> I said, What kind of problem is this? Eventually, she came back. I said, See what Emerald said. See what Emerald? I was trying to explain
0: to her. She, Emerald was there saying, I'm telling you people now, you don't want to listen. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is just <laughs> beside the voice. So I don't know that anytime she tells me, <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. So <laughs> I guess anytime she tells me that I'll just be remembering what Emerald said, <laughs> the wording he gave me. Anyway, who wants to share with us? I'm going to tell you who wants to share with us what is okay, um, Minister. Um, our brother, can you give him the mic? praise the lord hallelujah I want to start by saying that this question
1: if you ask it to different people in different age groups they will answer differently (laughs) when I was in secondary school I thought
0: um, there was a particular teacher that liked me a lot and I was very good in his course so my intention was just to graduate quickly buy him a car make him very happy get so much money because money Of course, I knew I could do a lot of things. So, but as time went on, realities of life began to dawn on me. Yes, got the job, did this, traveled, did all that. But now, if you ask me what I want out of life, to know more about God. Oh my God, put your hands together for him. And I don't want anybody to say anything spiritual again. (laughs) He has said the spiritual power. Who else wants to share with us? Okay, we have Brother Emmanuel. Oh, you too. Okay, so we'll give you after Brother Emmanuel. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, some time back, I had a similar conversation with a friend. And um, he, he, he defined success as, he said, when he, in his own words, he said, success is when a man finds his place in life and feels it. So asking me this question, I would say I want to find my place in life. I want to be successful in that sense. Thank you. Put your hands together for him. Thank you. Unless our little girl wants to say something, and then Minister... No, give her first, and then we'll give to Minister Motaya.
1: I want to say forgiveness. Oh,
0: forgiveness. You want forgiveness out of life. life. Life is full of unforgiveness. Put your hands together for her. Thank you very much. Minister Omotayo, oh, yeah.
1: I remember I, want to, I wanted to be a full, out, full housewife. <laughs> so, so many years back when I married my husband, I refused to work. <laughs> so I would just stay back at home. I would not do anything. And he would come back and he would tell me, this marriage will not work. <laughs> <laughs> See, your hand is not you, your leg is not you. You just want to stay at home. So, all I wanted to do was just um, sit down, watch TV, and um, just, enjoy, world. just, <laughs> the mundo, just world. enjoy my life. But he will come home and he um, will go for marketing and he will come back. We are doing the same work, but I refuse to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm married. I've fulfilled my purpose in life. <laughs> <laughs> so, we uh, will check the TV, but i on the TV. If the TV is on and the generator ever used the they would say, ha! Your leg is not bending you, your hand is not bending you, just want to sit down. So he said, it will not work. He forced me, he said, go, 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 go. And I was, in my mind, I was cursing me. See this guy? But you knew this is what I wanted to do. But I'll tell you, for now, the list is just so much. I can now see life in a different way. And then with that, I want to tell him thank you for helping me.
0: Thank you for helping her. You are praising her now, but she's thanking you for being the source. Our brother first, then um, we'll have ambassador. Jonathan, right? Okay. Um, yeah, mine's very simple, just to help people and also to help nations. Wow, put your hands together. Help people and help nations.
2: Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, what To me, what I think that life is that I want to be comfortable. I need the comfort. That when you are comfortable is then you'll be able to look forward. Whether you want to serve God or you want to help people, but when you are not comfortable, you're at your, comf- your comfortable zone. I always think but uh, my father, his blessed memory, he said, come rain, come sunlight. you have to worship God. That is what God will now see, that your, your heart is towards him. Then whatever you ask, he will now give you. But to me, as at that time, I said, this Baba, because you don't get money, you don't burn us, you don't do this, you don't do that. So, but when I now grow up now, I now look at it that it's not like that. Life life is not like that. But to me, thank God for asking this question. I still look at it that when you are at your comfort, some people are at their comfort zone. They don't even help anybody. They don't even think of worshiping God. But to me, personally, I know that when I'm comfort, when I have the comfort, you know, it keeps me, wax stronger.
0: Put your hands together for him. And Ambassador, you've seen a lot of discomfort in your life also. (laughs) But thank God that you are comfortable. Amen. Amen. All right. um, I asked my son, my 11-year-old son, and he said that, I want wisdom, sorry, I want knowledge to come easy. To me, 11-year-old. And I'm wondering, see what we are thinking. See what an 11-year-old boy is saying. I want knowledge to come easy to me. It's because his father is comfortable. He is not hungry. That's why that's... <laughs> that's why he, he can't think of those words. He's just... <laughs> Let him be grabbing more, more knowledge. And he's actually a very... He seeks after knowledge. Like, I mean, I I know I used to seek after things, but I'm not like him. He's at 12 midnight, 1 a.m., 3 a.m., searching for knowledge. Praise the Lord. But there is something, there's a reason why I took us to this part. Okay? We want the Lord to be with us in the midst of our problems. We want to have that assurance that the Lord is our shepherd. But the question is, is the Lord our shepherd? Amplified version of the same verse, verse 1. It says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed me, to guide me, and to shield me. The Lord's responsibility to us as a shepherd is to feed us, to guide us, and to shield us. I was trying to understand what a shepherd does, who a shepherd is. And I remembered that I used to be a shepherd. You know, when life happens to you and they force you to go to the village, that's what happened to us. We were forced to go down to the village. (laughs) And my grandparents used to have goats and chickens. And I realized, I remembered, that we used to have these goats, but we have never for one day, in the 10 years I stayed in the village, killed any of them. So I called my mom, just while I was working on this, I called my mom and said, mommy please, I remember we used to have um, goats in the village. Why is it that
1: we have never
0: killed any of them or eaten any of them? And she laughed and said, that honestly, in her lifetime, seeing her grandparents, that they never killed any of them. We used to go to Ugunzu, there's a place we call Ugunzu, the hill of, I don't know what Unzu means in English. <laughs> uh, the, the mountain of Unzu in the village, those places you bring white stones uh, or rock that people eat sometimes. You can't remember it. So we used to go there to cut grass. I mean, it's very far from our house. We used to go to cut grass and take to the goats. And we have never for once, all we did was to care for them. And she said the original intention of those goats were two reasons. Number one was in times of famine, when there is no food and we are hungry, they're supposed to take one and sell in the market and for money. The second thing, reason is when an evil spirit visits your home. <laughs> when an evil spirit visits your home. And then, instead of attacking a human being, you know there's a way goats sometimes will start to bleed. When they sense a foreign um, being around, they start to bleed. So, the foreign being, so to speak, will attack the goat. That's why sometimes... She told me that's why sometimes you wake up and you discover that one of the goats have died. Now, that is what happened. So the goats were supposed to shield them from the evil spirit. But the truth is that they have never sold any of them. And so the lords, just like us, we take care of the goats and the sheep. We protect them. We feed them. We do all this to them. That we, and it does not cross our mind. To harm them, we do not want to harm them. It's in the same vein when the Lord is our shepherd, he feeds us, he guides us, and he shields us. David learned how to become a king because he was a shepherd, he had compassion on his sheep. And the best example for that kind of leadership was such that it was the best person to be the king. Because in the same way he cared for the sheep, it's the same way he was going to care for the flocks. And the scripture here, David here, describes our relationship with God as that of a shepherd. And so we must know that no matter what we do, the Lord wants to shield us to feed us to, to feed us and to protect us praise the lord the shepherd is never ashamed of the sheep i met a young lady one time and she was having a very hard time in school and she said that the way she survives is to, now they call it hookup, right? But those days, it wasn't hookup, they they called it prostitution. It's now that they are baptizing it to to call it hookup. So she says she has to prostitute to get money. And then when I was preaching the law to her, she said that she does not think that the Lord would want somebody like her. She does not think that the Lord will be comfortable to take in somebody like her. But all we need to do is to align ourselves to the shepherd. Praise the Lord. All we need to do is to align ourselves to the shepherd. Verse 2. Please help us to verse 2. He makes me lie down in in fresh, tender green pastures. What does making me lie down in green pastures mean? He feeds us. God, as the shepherd, leads us to green pastures. When the Lord, when you go before God, he said the shepherd should always go before the sheep. So that he can lead you to green pastures. The shepherd is the one that is always in front. And the sheep is the one always behind. Because if the sheep follows the shepherd, he leads him directly to the green pastures. What happens when we find out that we are not on green pastures, we are not lying in the green pastures? It's probably because we have not followed the leading of the shepherd. Praise the Lord. We must always ask ourselves, is this what the Lord wants? And I will tell you, a lot of us, in search of green pastures, and the fact that we are always in a hurry to get to the green pastures, we make a lot of mistakes and take decisions that appear to be green pastures. You know the kind of decision we are taking now? Everybody wants to leave. Because we assume that the green pastures is on the other side. Remember when Abraham and Lot, their servants were fighting. You remember that story? And they said, instead of our servants to fight, let's decide. You choose, if you choose north, I go south. If you choose south, I go north. But let's not fight. And Lot chose the path that he thought was, was lucrative. He, he thought the other side was greener. And he chose that path. At the end of the day, what did it turn out? It turned out the other. Sometimes we think that the other side is better. I have a friend of mine who had tried so much here in Nigeria and he wanted to travel abroad and he was having a very hard time. And somebody offered him to go to India. And he told me about it. The person offered to do the visa for him so that he can go to India. I told him that India is worse than Nigeria. So if this person is successful in India, there's something he's doing that he's not telling you. And his own analysis is that the man has built several houses in Nigeria and all that. I said, I think it's better for you to build your business here. But he, he didn't listen. Of course, that offer looked so lucrative. He has never traveled abroad before, so he wanted to go. And then he left. He went to India. On getting there and spending a few years, he told me that this place is horrible. So that he had no choice but to do what he's called his fellow Nigerian's were doing, which was to do drugs. So he started to do drugs, and now he's building houses. He has built everything. And then uh, he calls me and tells me that, please, I just want to come back home. Has he achieved the building of houses? Is he happy? Is he in the green pastures that he thought he is? But as he built houses, his family in the village, what are they saying? Who <laughs> am my son is doing very well. My son is abroad, he's doing very well. And he calls me every, almost every day and tells me that I, I just want to come back. Because here, as I speak to you, I'm inside my house 24 hours of the day. I only go out when there's a contact that calls me for my business. I have to tell him the specific day, the specific time, the specific location where he will come. Otherwise, they will grab me. So he's living indoors. He's living in fear every single day of his life. Is he making money? Absolutely. Is he in green pastures? He only is in a position that appears to be the green pasture. Because the question is, Did the Lord lead you there? Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something about the green pastures. Look at the uh, people we call Aboki, the headsmen, that carry cattle. Do you understand the journey they go through to find pastures? Do you know some of them that you see have been traveling from the north? Praise the Lord. And we think that because the Lord is with us, we will just be jumping into pastures. And we are not patient for the Lord to locate the pasture that suits us. Praise the Lord. We are not careful. We are not patient to wait on the Lord for his leading. There was a sister who was so interested and eager to get married. And then she found one young man. And I told her that this man, I don't, I, don't, I feel somehow about this man. Maybe you should think again. She said, well, why are you troubling yourself? If I enter it and it's not working, I walk out now. There's not, no big deal. Praise the Lord. She's divorced today. She's divorced. She she walked out of the marriage because she could not cope, and I couldn't remind her that remember you said if you don't want you just walk out. These are not the kind of things you don't walk into where God is not leading you to. And please, I want to plead with us, people of God, that as much as we have need, let's wait on the Lord for His leading. Praise the Lord. Verse 2, he says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. King James Version. He leads me beside the still waters. Sheep are scared of moving waters. If a sheep should fall in, its fleas would soak up water like a sponge. And the weight would cause it to drown. So a good shepherd will dam up a river and make a place where the water is still so that the sheep can drink. There's a lot of water looks still. But at the end of the day, sometimes when we enter it, we've entered into troubled waters. Praise the Lord. We've entered into troubled waters. Why does the water sometimes appear troubled? We have money, but we don't have peace of mind. I just gave you a typical example of a brother who has a lot of money, but he does not have rest. You have a marriage that appears very peaceful, but every day you are fighting. You have a great job, but you are not satisfied. Let us always try to ask the Lord, did he lead us there? Praise the Lord. Did he lead us there? If you are not sure of God's leading. You know there's a place of comfort in the scriptures. There's something water does. Water is there to quench thirst, am I correct? Water is there to refresh to refresh us to make us satisfied. So he discovered that when we are thirsty, and in this world today, we are thirsty for a lot of things. We are thirsty for a lot of things. We test for wealth. We thirst for comfort. We test for peace. We thirst for quite, quite a lot of things. But in our thirst, The solace is in the drinking of water and the scripture can be likened to water, which is the satisfaction. So if we are hungry and thirsty, the solace you will find is in the scriptures. Praise the Lord. And the issue of the scriptures cannot be overemphasized. You will ask yourself every day, how much of the word of God do you imbibe on the inside of you? How much of God's word do we have on the inside of us? What is it that it is that we do to quench our test? You know, some people, when they need satisfaction, what they do is that they go to Biapalo and they drink. Some people, when they need satisfaction, what they do is they go to club and they drink and they dance and they party. Some people have this Rule that every weekend they must go to party. Those are some of the things that they do to quench the thirst that they have, the emptiness. But you will discover that they will not really find satisfaction. Sometimes you tell yourself that you want this. And when you have this, you will discover that that has not satisfied your thirst. Praise the Lord. The only satisfaction we will have is always... And the word of God. It's always in the word of God. When you go to a place that appears like a satisfaction. Like I said. He leads us to the first one. The green pastures. The second one. He leads us to still waters. And the third one in verse 3. He refreshes. Please can you help me with um, let me get King James' version of verse 3. He restores my soul, and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sakes. He restores. What does it mean to restore something? It means that there's a problem with that thing. It's either that thing has gotten too old but that thing has been broken. Praise the Lord. But there's something wrong with it. The psalmist recognizes that there are, there's something that the shepherd does when he is the shepherd of your life, and that is to restore your brokenhearted. Some of us have come to a position where our hearts have been totally broken. I don't know if you saw in the news yesterday that somebody jumped off the bridge, Eko, Eko, that's sorry, uh, leki eko link Bridge. Not Melan Bridge, leki eko link Bridge. Somebody just jumps into the lagoon. And you would imagine what it happened just two days ago, either I two days ago or yesterday. Yesterday. You discover that people are going through a lot and they don't find comfort anywhere. Somebody came into my office today and was telling me that, actually, one of my colleagues in the office, I have been looking at him and I have been saying that we need to change this guy. There's something wrong. I can't place it. He's not just there. He's not just there. And is it me or there's something wrong with this guy? I don't feel, doesn't look competent. Doesn't, he's not there. Is that either we replace him or just get somebody else if we don't want to fire him to do his job and just leave him there? And then I went to one of my colleagues yeah. and said, please, is something wrong with this guy. And he told me he's having some challenges. So the young man had the courage to come to me today and said that, please, I want to share something personal with you. I'm going through a lot in my family. My wife had a baby. I mean, my wife is pregnant. We have a first child, and my wife is pregnant for the second. And I am... The pregnancy is having a lot of complications because the first one was a CS and they didn't do it well. And then this second one was having a lot of complications. She had to resign her job and she's bleeding and everything and he's weighing on me. And she goes to hospital every day and he's weighing on me and this and that. He was just talking and talking. And if you look at his face, you will see the face of someone who has given up. Praise the Lord. And then I encouraged him and told him the story of my life, how my wife and I went through the phase of having children and all that we faced. And I told him that his problem is not a unique problem and that he needed to know that he's going to come out of it. You know, there's this hope that you have, knowing that this problem you are facing will end. Praise the Lord. There's this hope you have that if you know... The, the, the situation is different when you don't know that it will end. But when you get that assurance that this is going to end, you have hope and you brighten your day. And I encourage him that for everything that you are facing, smile and be happy. You go to the hospital and you can't afford it, tell them you are going to pay the money eventually and be happy. Don't be worried, don't kill yourself with worry about how am I going to do this I... Just know that that problem will be solved And I'm encouraging us today that it's difficult when you do not know Christ and that you see a problem But if we have solace in the world to know that there's one thing that can restore our soul and that is in his word Praise the Lord The Lord is our shepherd and he restores our soul. If you are here and your heart is broken, if you are here, you are in a situation that you do not have hope, and if you are listening to me and you are watching online and you are giving up, know that there is one man that is aware of what you are facing. All you need to do is to line up. Praise the Lord. All you needed to do is to put yourself in line. Anytime you feel downcasted, you ask yourself, am I in line? Have you strayed away? And it will surprise you that most times, when we stray away, the Bible says that the shepherd is the one who abandons the ninety-nine and goes after the one. Some of us may have made a decision that I'm not going back. I have strayed away from the, the sheep, from the herds of the sheep. I have strayed away and I can't go back. The things that I have done is too much that I cannot face my father when I go back. The Bible says that he's the shepherd. And he's willing to risk the 99 because of you. And it does not matter what you have done. You know... The shepherd's story is like that of a father. As long as you submit yourself under your father's roof, is there something that you will do that will make your father say, you are not my son again? Is there something that this boy will do that will make me say, I will not pay your school fees again? Does it matter if he makes me angry every day? Does it matter if he makes me angry every day? It does not matter. My responsibility is to take care of him. I will feed him. I will protect him. I will shield him. I will make sure he's safe. I will pay all his bills. As long as where he's in line. You know when he feels he has grown up and he walks away from the house, am I still bound with that responsibility? But do you know now? even when that happens, that's something. Why do you still see your 30 year old child as your son? If your 40 year old son or daughter comes back to you and says, I'm not, I'm not doing it again in my house. I want to stay here. Will you drive him away? When your 40 years old, your 30 year old son comes back to your house and is eating your food, do you mind? When he's in trouble and you need to re- and he needs your help to rescue him, won't you rescue him? Because you still see him as your child. And the Lord is telling us today that he's willing to be our shepherd. He's willing to be there for us. All we need to do is to align. When we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we know he's there with us because in the beginning, he is our shepherd. Praise the Lord. The only place we can find healing for our broken heart is in the Lord. The only place we can have our hopes restored is in the Lord. The first thing is in verse one. He leads us to green pastures. He leads us to still waters. And then he leads us on the path of righteousness. And let me shock you. He leads us to green pastures. He leads us to still waters. He leads us in the path of righteousness. And verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And the thing is that maybe, just maybe, He's leading us through that valley. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we find ourselves in a valley so dark. And you ask why the Lord Will allow it. Just maybe he's leading us. He might be giving you that testimony because you want to use it to encourage someone. Today, I encourage someone with my testimony because of what my wife and I went through when we had our babies. And I was able to encourage that guy. So all the things I was going through was probably because of him today. And you see, Ambassador has brought a lot of people from prison to the church. And you ask yourself, why did he go through all this valley? Just maybe was to do the same work of leading people to Christ. And having the same testimony that they shared. So ask yourself, if you are aligned with God and he is your shepherd, just maybe you are walking through that valley because of someone. And Jesus was led by himself by the Holy Spirit, to be tempted by the devil. You read all the temptations of Jesus, you will realize that he was led by the Spirit to the desert, to be tempted of the devil. As long as we align with the shepherd, and is the shepherd over our life, his responsibility is to protect us, to feed us, and to guide us. And I pray, by the grace of God, that we will all align ourselves to the shepherd who is the God Almighty. Praise the Lord. I'd like us to rise up on our feet. And ask yourself that what have you been doing? Where have we been? We say Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And then we forgot to add that is the Lord really our shepherd. He's very willing to be our shepherd, but have we aligned ourselves to ensure that he is truly our shepherd and that we are led by him and him alone? Ask the Lord that if you have walked away, that you are willing to come back to him that you're sorry for how you've perceived. And if truly he's your shepherd and you at some point drifted away, that you're willing to come back. Acknowledge his presence in your life. Acknowledge his presence in your circumstance. Acknowledge his presence in everything that you were doing. Right now, as you walk the paths of life, acknowledge God's presence in your life. There's a decision That you are about to take. Acknowledge God. In that decision. There is a step you are about to make. Ask yourself. Is the Lord leading you? And ask God to show you. That he is indeed with you. All the way. Father we thank you. For your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. That always abounds. You gave us this assurance on Sunday that you will be with us all the way. But today you are asking us, I want to be with you all the way, but have you allowed me to be the Lord over your life? Have you allowed me to lead you in the path that you walk? Father, we ask that you have mercy on us in the ways that we may have strayed away. Today we make the decision to always fall in line. Be the Lord of our life. Be the shepherd of our soul. And Lord, that we might have this testimony, that goodness and mercy will continue to follow us. Blessed be your holy name, Father. In Jesus' much less name we've prayed. And if you've been blessed, come and put your hands together for the Lord. You may be seated.